Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Live radio contact. This week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining me the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hi, Rob. You okay, mate? You have a good week, mate? Not too bad. Not too bad, mate. Looking forward to Thursday. That's what it's all about. Big game Thursday. Big podcast tonight. Going to wheel out the big guns. He's back. The man, the myth. Marky Mark Scallon. All right, Mark? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, Rob. Long time between drinks. Where have you been? <laughs> Here, there and everywhere. That's what it's all about. What have we got on the show this week, Paul? We've got a review of the whole defeat. We've got interviews with Craig Kopjack, Junior Sal, Lyle Tazzi and Todd Carney. We've got Ian Watson in Coach's Corner. We've got the news, the amateur report and a preview of this week's big cup tie against Wakefield Trinidad. Cool, so what we'll do, we'll start off looking back at the whole game last week. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your big match review. So, Salford Red Devils went down to defeat against Hull FC, 34 points to 10. Mark, it was a bit of a disappointing result. Yeah, yeah it was just a, it was a shocking result, really. I mean, I didn't expect us to necessarily win, but I mean, it was like men against boys. The pack just got absolutely obliterated. Um, I think, I mean, as much as a right now level, I still don't think he's a winger. I think he's well has been fantastic, but Pebbles in their world on a side is just an accident waiting to happen for me. Well, it's a bit tough thing. I think, obviously, Nile Evel's under the high ball. You know, sometimes he's, he's, he's good. It obviously got caught out, didn't he, on, uh, on, on Friday. But, you know, for me, he's, he's, he's probably a full-back. But with uh, Gaz O'Brien playing so well in that position, Matt, you know, what, what do you do with him? He's too good of a player just to, you know, to sit on the sit in the stands with us, though. I know. I agree, but sometimes you've got to play the players in form, haven't you? But I, I really just, I just don't fancy Evel's as a winger. I just, I just think he always seems to get... In some funny positions, seems to get caught out a lot, you know. Um, I don't know. I just it was a, it was a weird game. It was like honestly, men against boys. We weren't making any yardage. I mean, I don't know if you guys have got the stats, but I mean, it was like we weren't getting anywhere apart from George Griffin. It was like there was nobody else playing in the pack. Yeah, I think I think the players, Paul. You know, we, we, we looked like they were struggling a bit. You've got the team there, which was quite a strong side. Yeah, and it's team started with Gareth O'Brien at fullback, Jake Bibby, Chris Well and Junior Sow on nine levels. Halfbacks were Robert Louis and Michael Dobson, Lama Tazi, Chris Brown and James Hasson, Ben Murdoch, Basilla, Wella Haraki and George Griffin. On the bench was Craig Kopjack, Onsel Krasniki, Todd Carney and Ryan Lamb. Yeah, I think obviously it started off badly for us, Mark, and it got worse really. Hull, you know, play percentages, they definitely uh, hurt from last time we smashed them away from home. Uh, and, you know, they did a good job, wasn't it, in the end? Yeah, we, we, just, we, just, we just couldn't make we just couldn't make any yards at all. It, it was just it was like running through a brick wall. Everything that we ran, you know, we didn't get them extra little staggers to make the break. You were I don't think we were like engaging enough enough people in our runs. You know, when you want to get three and four players sort of trying to trying to tackle to make some space, I just didn't think we just think we got it going. And I was surprised really because we started we started with um, you know looking at we uh, 
and I, and I thought, I really thought he'd, he'd go and run at him, but he looked like a different player starting. And I know that sounds mad, but he just he just didn't seem to. He just was like he was on a different planet from the kid I've seen, you know, ripping it up. Yeah, and I think with, with obviously there was no goal forward, was there, Paul? Like Mark keeps saying, and you know, I suppose it's difficult to forwards when you haven't got that goal forward. You know, the players like Brennan haven't got the space to run into. No, no. Well, speaking to the player after the game, they sort of said they, they agreed that they were flat, weren't they? And the, the the attitude wasn't right, and, and, and Neil Watson said that as well. So I mean, that's obviously what they've got to put right. I I don't think they've got the, the. Some people suggested me they've got the minds on the Wakefield Cup now. I think that's a load of rubbish. I don't think they had the minds on that game at all. I think they, I think they were beaten in attitude, and I think you know Hull sort of wanted the game more than us, which is disappointing when you're the home side and you've just lost to, to Wakefield the week before. But yeah, going twenty two nil down again didn't help, and you know their pack got on top. And that, uh, I was particularly impressed with that um, Watts, I think his name is the the prop forward for. for Hull, he was playing more like a standoff. You know, we, we couldn't get put a finger on him. And you know, when a side gets on top of you like that and wins that arm wrestle, you, you're struggling straight away. You're on the back foot. Yeah, I think they yeah. look. Go on, Mark. Sorry. Well, I'm saying, I, I mean, I don't know what the situation was, was like for fitness. I mean, I keep hearing this rumour that Moss himself, but you know, somebody like that, Daniel Murray would have been ideal just to throw in that game. You know, somebody young to, to you know, to smash him up a bit. I mean, for as good as you know, people can rate Ryan Lannan and, and Krasnicki come off the bench. They both. Midgets in regards to prop, aren't they, for impacts? Kopchak will do you a job all day. But it's not like you're bringing on some big hitters. You think when we started the season, you were starting with, you know, Moss a bit prop and bringing Tarzi on. When you sort of bringing Krasnicki on, it's not got the same sort of impact, has it? Especially when you're starting with Hansen, Hansen sorry, who looks, you know, for all the world lightweight as anything. I just, we look small. Yeah, I think what it is with, with, with like Sir Krizniki, it's not about you know the the big hits. It's about the effort and you know the you know the commitment. He's hundred percent. He's all the time, and, and and obviously we're not asking him to you know be you know a big driver, you know a big driver and a big meter maker. All we want from him is a consistent you know every set he's there making the tackles, doing the drives. I suppose the bigger fellas who who were there to you know to make the big yards, they're like one or two or three drives, and then they're done, aren't they? Really physically, because that's what they're built for. The other thing was, if you think that Johnson and, uh, and, and Justin Carney were taking it, God, I don't know how many balls they were taking, but they seem to take every first, second drive all mm. the time. And then you, all of a sudden you look, and then you've got Evolds and, and Bibby, who clearly aren't that sort of player, or they've been told not to do that. But I, I just didn't, it just didn't seem like they were involved in the middle of the pitch at all. Certainly Bibby wasn't, you know, anywhere near like Carney and Johnson were, because it seemed all season they were taking the first couple of drives, and then the likes of your cops checked and you your Tarsies and your Griffins were sort of second three and four, and it, and, and it made a big difference, whereas this time it was, it was just flat, 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 flat. Yeah, I agree with that. I suppose, I suppose the likes of Bibby and, and Evels are a different kind of player, aren't they? They're not there for the big metres. Um, they're there to, to finish, and, and I suppose that's what they kind of did. Uh, looking well, if, you look how Johnson fought, if you look how Johnson's fought, so that's been done for a reason. So it, the plan must have been for him and Carney to be your big, mm. your, to be your big, your big strong wingers. Again, I'm not, I'm not sure he was fit or not, but you know, game like that, you know, you probably would have had Sam on your wing if you could have thrown Josh Jones back in at centre if he's fit again. You know, something like that might have been a little bit better. Yeah, I suppose the thing with injuries, though, uh, Paul, it's it's one of them you can't you know pick your side, can you? You just have to go with what you've got, I suppose. That's it. There's nobody else at the club, is there? Yeah, Justin Carney's gone. Greg Johnson's injured. So the only other two recognised wingers you've got, well, the only one you've got is Jay Bimmy. Uh, Niall Evans is a fullback, but he can play on the wing. So he's, there's nobody else we can we can bring in. Uh, Josh Jones is injured as well. So yeah, so Watson. Yeah, so Watson's, 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 
Yeah, he certainly is. Yeah, so Watson's hands are a bit tight, really, weren't they? And, uh, yeah. you know, we lost Jake, if you remember, the week before against Wakefield, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, uh, So we, we were struggling there in that game. I think we had to put Robert Louis on the wing. So, you know, I think Carney and, and, and Greg Johnson had, had a big miss. Certainly Greg yeah. Johnson this season, the form he's been, especially the way he's been taking the ball, he's made a hell of a lot of yards. And he didn't like having an extra forward on there. Yeah. I think you missed that big time. Hmm. Well, I think looking at it, though, that, that first half, Couple of whole tries were kind of came out enough in the interception uh, by Kelly. Um, you know, obviously you can't plan for that, can you? Loose ball goes down, and Kelly does works the magic. First try where Evels gets out jumped, uh, Mark. You know, what I mean, I suppose when you take them for no, no them tries out the equation, it was quite an even contest, really. I, I, I don't know, Robert. I, I, I thought they were better than us in every area, mate. I've got to be honest. I, I really, I really did think that that was as as flat. We look, we look devoid of ideas in a lot of ways, and. I, 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 you know, I, I just, I, you know, I think we were pretty terrible, mate. I thought they, they looked bang average, they looked tired, looked like they needed changing and a bit of a kick up the, you know what. Mm. Yeah, I must say, well, second half though, we got a bit better, Paul. Uh, try by Evels in the corner, lovely ball uh, by Rob Lewis to put him over. Well, he needed it, Rob, he really needed it. I mean, he had one disallowed right on half time which was for a forward pass, which would have been a big help. But yeah, going over there in the, the third minute of the second half, got it back to 22-6 once uh, Dobson had, had kicked the goal. But then again, five minutes later, we can we conceded again, just as we saw. I want to say we were back in the game there, but we were just sort of getting a foothold and then uh, we conceded a try from, from two of We're just going back to that Albert Kelly try. Um, it was a bit like the week before where we were sort of gifting them opportunities. I mean, do we remember the week before against Wakefield when we, we were attacking the line and sort of loose passes. Mm. Wakefield snapped him up and went 80 yards and scored. And, and uh, you know, Kelly there with, with the interception, it was again, I think it was a loose ball that uh, Kenneth O'Brien, you know, when he does that run back on the inside, that, that, that sort of work wasn't coming off for us on, on Friday night. Teams seemed to be to be snuffing us out, you know, in that department. Yeah, I thought the, next, the other try, the, the Shaw try, was the same really, Mark. You know, Wellham goes for the offload. Half a, half a metre one way, Rob Lewis picks it up and we go over to score, but unfortunately, Shaw, Shaw picks it up and races 80 metres, races out yeah. of everybody and, and scores. Yeah, like Lightning as well, yeah. It was a good, it was a good try, really. I mean, it's, at that point in the game, obviously, we had we had to try something. It probably, you know, it could have been a good pass, like you say, but you know, we were we were out of the game, really. If we'd have gone in, I don't think it would have it would have made a massive difference. It was one of them, wasn't it? He just off he goes. Mm. Nobody was catching him, were they? Especially not with like the stuff. I mean, Bibby had to come from the opposite wing to even try and catch him. Uh, he was a flying machine, wasn't it? Oh, you know, that a fly, that, that shout, sure, that's for sure, Paul. And, you know, I suppose we have to look back at that and think, well, you know, Wellham tries to pass it. You know, he has to speculate, he throws it. If it lands in Robbie Louis' hands, it's, it's a good try, but you can't win them all, can you, end of the day? No, no, certainly when you're chasing a game like that, you've got to, you've got to force the pass, haven't you? And, uh, you know, with half an hour to go, with 28-6 down, we had, we had to do something there, didn't we, and get some points yeah. on the board, but... He was, it was disappointing on, on, on Friday night. I certainly wasn't expecting that. And you know, we were talking on last week's podcast, what we, our, our friend Richard was on, and he said he didn't think we'd conceded that amount of points again, and we ended up conceding exactly that amount again, didn't we? So, considering our defence has been, you know, really good this season, to concede 34 points two weeks running at home, that, I think that's what the, the most disappointing thing was for me. But the, the, the one thing that it almost made was the, the, the flatness, really, the way that they sort of rolled us over with, with ease. I mean, I don't think hope. Sort of got out of second gear, really, and they put us to the side. Yeah, obviously, Salford scored at the death with Wellaraki. Mark, you know what I mean? I suppose confidence builds on that. You know, you score there and you think we'll move on to next week and hopefully do a job. Yeah, it'd be nice to see if we've got somebody's back. I mean, maybe they were saving a couple of people, but I'd, I'd be 
I'd be very worried if we went in with the same team and same squad that played this week uh, into, into Thursday's game. I'd have, I'd have real, real concerns. Yeah, uh, we spoke to uh, Craig Copjack, uh, Junior Sal, Todd Carney, and Lamatazzi after the game, and this is what they had to say. Right, well, Craig Copjack, thanks for coming to join me. I know it was yeah, a tough no defeat. Like, great for you to come and speak to me. Can you put your finger on that tonight? You know, uh, it's just just an attitude thing. Um, you know, Hull came here with a clear game plan, executed it really well, and just really put us put us off our game. And just uh, some early scores, some long, you know, ninety meter tries, and yeah, just couldn't recover back from that. Really, it seemed like one of them days again where like passes weren't sticking, things weren't quite coming off. Has anything changed since the Warrington game? You know, is it an energy thing? You know, no, with that catching up with it or no? Look, we're really a flamboyant team. You know, we like to express ourselves and play what we're seeing. You know, teams are coming now to our place and thinking, you know, we're a real force. And teams are up in the game, and it's just up for up to us now to start. You know, upping it to, a, to a, an elite level, really. I mean, this, this cup game against Wakefield will probably come come at a better time. You've got that to look forward to. It's just a break from the league. That's a fresh, something fresh, and that must be something you guys are, are prizing yourselves and are looking forward to. Yeah, we just said that now. We just, you know, we've got to put this, you know, to bed early, you know, and just, you know, Thursday can't be quick enough, really. You know, we owe it to ourselves and you know to the fans and everyone just just to go out there and, and put a really good display. On. How excited are you for that? I mean, it must be something you love to get to Wembley with Salford. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, you know, that's a, the big prize at the end of it, and everyone wants to be there. Wakefield are the one going to be there as well, so it's going to be an exciting game. Um, they've got one up on us. Uh, beat us at home and away now, so it's up to us now to go out there and really give it to them. Does that play on your mind that they've been beating you twice this season, or is that something you, you sort of don't really think about uh, as a player? No, we don't really think about it as a player. Just. You know, we take each game as it comes, but you know, just reflecting on it just now, I just like, yeah, they've got two up on us, like, so you know, why can't we go out there now and really, you know, hit them where it hurts and we can go into the semi finals? Well, don't be too disheartened this weekend. All the best for next week, Craig. Thanks for speaking to us, mate. Yeah, no worries. Yes, yeah, so I'm joined by Todd Carney. Tough defeat, that Todd? Yeah, it was a little bit disappointing. Um, I think we missed the jump early and they got off to a good start. Um, they played like a team coming to, to prove a point after last their last performance against them. So um, we're, we've been going quite well the last sort of past month. So teams are uh, turning up to to take us off that mantle. So it's um, we've got to turn up better and, and perform better, or we'll be on the end of a scoreline at it again. So we've just got to um, regroup and, and and work hard next week with a big test against our Wakefield. Yeah, it's all about bouncing back. Obviously, cup game next week, big game for the fans, big game for the players. But about putting a big performance in and hopefully dreaming of semi-final victories. Yeah, it is. Um, obviously, uh, it's, it's still a long week till we play next week, so we've got to um, get over tonight's performance and, and, and work out what we've done wrong, um, and, and then regroup for uh, Wakefield. Um, it's, it's no fluke what we've done this year, so um, we know what we can do, and we've just got to bounce back and, uh, and, and lay that platform and get them wins again. Yeah, big thanks to talk to us in the demo of the detail. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Brilliant, that. Thanks. So I'm joined by Lamatazzi. That was a, you know, a bruising affair, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. You know, it was wasn't our day, but you know, we'll, we'll bounce back next week. Yeah, I think it's important. Obviously, the players seem confident, upbeat. They're going to be looking at Wakefield next week as a, a chance to, like you say, bounce back. Uh, and cup games are always difficult. Are we looking forward to it? Yeah, no, I can't wait. You know, good thing about rugby league is you get, a, you know, got a couple of days and you get to fix right some wrongs. Yeah, you got to 
bit of a strapping on the leg is that precaution or is it we're not sure yet yeah, just a call just a call we just need to ice it up and look after it over the weekend and then get ready to go for wakey cool hopefully we'll be up for a challenge cup win and semi-final dreams come true yeah for sure just need to get get ready for a big week and you know hopefully get that win on thursday cheers thanks for talking to us in the detail no worries thanks cheers mate thanks very much so i'm joined by junior sal tough defeat that junior yeah it's always tough you know um, especially losing at home um, but look we've got to stay tight as a, as a pack and um, just you know just got to go back to the drawing board and see where we went wrong and, and fix our mistakes yeah it's all about bouncing back obviously with the Wakefield game next week big game for fans big game for players too yeah no it's, it's all about us you know this week you know we just got to go back and see where we went wrong and, and you know, and fix our mistakes. That's, yeah. that's what you know. That's what we've got control of, and you know, we just got to uh, bounce back. And you know, are we looking forward to the game next week? Obviously, Challenge Cup's a big competition all over the world, and you know, we put up a good performance semi-final time. No, it's just another game. Oh, that's a good answer. I like that. Just another game for us. You know, um, even though it's a, you know, Challenge Cup, you know, we just got to treat it like another game, and and just keep doing our our job as individuals. Cheers. Thanks for talking to us in the Denver detail. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. So, Paul, the players obviously a bit gutted about the result there. Yeah, they certainly was. Yeah, all, all of them were gutted, weren't they? I mean, I was going to Craig Copjet this week, and just speaking to him, he could. He sort of said, it, you know, it was an attitude thing, and I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I'm just hoping they're going to have the right attitude and be switched on for, for this. Uh, for this game on Thursday, because this game's huge now, and it's a break from the league as well, and it's a totally different you know, cup tie, one-off cup tie. Perhaps that's a, a, like a break that we need from from the league. Yeah, looking at the stats, Mark, uh, top tacklers: Lamatazzi with 34, uh, George Griffin with 32, Ozzy Grizniki with 31, Chris Browning with 23, Copy with 31. Forwards obviously doing a lot of tackling. Well, they hit the absolute something, didn't they? <laughs> but I mean, I mean, Tazzy did did try, you know, was trying the game, and I think I mentioned George Griffin earlier. I just think they were missing missing that extra, like I say, that interchange prop. They had obviously just had to copy in. Like you say, Krasnick is a workhorse. I just don't think he makes them big, uh, them big dents. I think we should see needed somebody just to take that ball in sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm. I, don't, I just don't. I just didn't feel like we had it. Yeah, uh, looking at the meters makers, uh, Junior South with 105, Wellham with 113, Griffin with 98, Ozzy Krasnicki with 88, Lamatazzi with 71. Paul. Uh, like Mark said, it's you know the tough work with the forwards, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. I just like to say about the, the players we've got out as well, and all of the teams moaning about injuries a bit. But we've got three big packmen missing in, in Mark Flanagan, uh, Lee Mossop, and Adam Warren at the moment, and I think it's that's a lot out of our squad because we've not got the biggest squad in the world, have we? And don't forget Josh Jones as well, who's he's a big goal forward player who tracks a lot of defenders. So I thought we were a bit lightweight and. You know, we, we are struggling a bit without them, but the, you know, the forwards who were on uh, put, put a good shift in, you know, copy again, it was good. Yeah, obviously, you spoke to Ian Watson in coach's corner after the game, and this is what he had to say. Ian Watson has, has kindly agreed to join me after that. Thanks for speaking to us. I know it's a bit of a painful defeat for you tonight. Yeah. How do you assess that? How do you sum that one up, mate? Oh, I just think, 
where, where we're sat in the league at second, teams are going to come and they're going to prepare properly for you now as a genuine threat to kind of their ambitions and their probably title hopes, if you like, as well. And it's up to us to make sure that we match um, energy levels and enthusiasm levels at the start of the game. And we, we didn't do that today. And Hull kind of came and got us. And for whatever reason, whether it's a, a knock on effect from the short turnarounds, um, I don't know, but I thought we'd manage that well. Um, so there's obviously something we need to have a little look at. It wasn't the best of starts again, was it? Do you think it was a bit flat earlier? I don't like saying flat, yeah. but we, we did seem a bit off the pace, didn't we, yeah. in the game? Yeah, I thought Hull taught us a lesson to be fair. Uh, Their defence was good, wasn't it? Yeah, just, mate, they scrambled unbelievably well. If you look at the back end of the second half when we had a few try scoring opportunities and they just kept turning up and turning up for each other as well. And that's what we've been doing during the year as well, and we've been priding ourselves on that. Just to Today, for whatever reason, lack of energy, lack of attitude, we just wasn't there on that. But it's something for us to live and learn by, and make sure that we rectify that next week. Do you think teams are coming here a bit more prepared for us now? I mean, early on we seem to be catching them a bit cold, weren't we? But I think teams yeah. are giving us a lot more respect now. Aren't they? Yeah, but when you sat looking at the table, teams have got to respect you and got to prepare for you properly as well. So I don't think they underestimated us earlier on in the season. To be fair, I thought they came here to play. It was just we were playing with a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm as well, and. It just seems to have drained out of us a little bit at the moment. I mean, all's not lost. I mean, I think, going off my calculations, no matter what the scores are this weekend, we'll stay second. How important now is for you in the group is that it's the quarter-final this week. That's a massive game, and that could give you that, that boost again to go in the league, couldn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a big game for us as, as a club and as a team. It's, it's your ambitions and what you want to be known as and what you want to achieve. And, and Do you think the players had an eye on that tonight? No, because we're... We're very good at focusing on the next game, not really looking too far forward. Because if you do that, you take your eye off the ball, you kind of get caught, and then you'll get injured. And there'll be little things. And I don't think there was a lack, of, a lack of that of um, looking too far forward. I just thought our our energy levels were down in the first half and just weren't there. There's something you can fix up this week for the yeah, field game. Mate, I'm confident in this group that they'll come back stronger for that. And like I say we've had two blips at the moment. We just need to make sure that we get back on the horse, as they say, next week. Yeah, well, we can't be too critical. I mean, it's been a great season at the moment. I think one thing supporters are probably a bit frightened as if it's going to go go down the tube now. But um, I'm sure you know. Have we got bodies that can come back next week? I mean, people seem to forget we still got players. I mean, I know people going about Wiggins injuries, but you know we still got players missing up the likes of Josh Jones and Greg Johnson. Those are key players for us, aren't they? Yeah, yeah we. It's, it's one of them I think we're a good club in that aspect that we, we don't bemoan kind of the you certainly don't anyway you don't it's, it's one thing it creates opportunities for your younger players and the next players to come through and yeah, do you know what we, we've had a great kind of start to the season and stuff like this. I think it's only right that we, we finish that off properly now and we aim for as high as we can and the group we've got are definitely of that mindset of being that successful team and being a great Salford team and that's what we want to be um, known as so yeah, we've had a couple of blips, but Castleford had a few blips last um, a few, last month, I think it was, when they lost against St. Helens and lost against Hull as well. So they had that little blip and then they came through it. We've got our little blip, hopefully we come through it as well, as quickly as what Castleford did. How's Logan Tompkins? Was he rested tonight? Yeah, was he, he injured? Or? Yeah, no, Logan's um, fine, mate. So is everybody, anybody else back for next week? Are we looking at war, how, how long's Adam Warren out for? Will he be back? Oh, Adam's a while off, mate. Yeah, he's still in a boot. Hopefully he's going to come out of that this week sometime. Josh Jones and Lee Mossop. Yeah. <laughs> No, none of them two are going to be back. Um, the ones who we're pushing really hard for are obviously um, Greg Johnson and Mark Flanagan, but at the moment we're, we're kind of hands tied behind our back on that. Well, good luck next week. Thanks for talking to me. I know it was a disappointing night, but good luck next week as we wait for the Cup, mate. All right, no problem. Cheers, Paul. Cheers. So that was Ian Watson in coach's corner, Paul, and, you know, he was a bit angry about that performance, was he? Yeah, he was, he was very disappointed about it. I mean, I think 
Ian Watson's um, he's prides himself on, on winning things, doesn't he? He said that in a press conference. Uh, you know, everything he does in life, he, he wants to win at. And uh, you know, he's a, he's a perfectionist as well. I think losing two home games, especially. Uh, two weeks run, I think that that's a, it's pride and it's the players' pride and that. And uh, I know he's looking forward to the cup game this week. And I know I'm sure he'll, he'll uh, be going all all out to put things right for this this week in the, in the cup quarter final. Yeah, it's a big test, Mark. Obviously, this week having to you know prepare the players for this massive game. You know, having to rest them at the right times and that. Yeah, we need to we need to hope that there's some uh, he's having some miracle recovery. All this, or like I say, there's some players coming back. Um, you know, you improve the team, you throw a couple of players in, it automatically improves your bench as well, doesn't it? Um, and, and that's where I think we could, we could really be key. Um, is that, you know, we improve, we improve that thing. You can just bring a bit more, bit more experience, bit more impacts off the, off the, uh, off the bench. Yeah, big thanks to everyone who gave us a three-word match report from out of the matches. Uh, Paul Parkin said, sloppy, tired and flat. His man of the match was copy. Absolutely. Really dire. That was Paul Foster's three-word match report. His man of the match was copy. Uh, JK SRLFC, Hull 2, good copy. That's three for, for Cock Jack, Paul. Yeah, I don't think he could, uh, to, could give it anybody else to be honest with you, really. It was a, not that like slagging players off, but I don't think anybody sort of stood out for me on, on Friday. Yeah. I mean, Cock Jack, he, he worked hard every week, and I can't think of any games you, you could say that he had a poor game, Craig Cock Jack, because he, he runs his blood to water, doesn't he? He works really, really hard. And, Every time he comes off, he looks absolutely shattered, doesn't he? So um, he'd probably be my man of the match again, Rob, the same as last week. Yeah, uh, Chairman Bob, uh, well done, Hull. His man of the match was Tazzy. Richard Lowe, another 30 point defeat. Uh, Tracy, word fails me. Uh, her man of the match was Carney. Colin Meadows, has the bubble burst? Uh, Mark, don't think the bubble's burst just yet, has it, mate? No, well, <laughs> I hope not, but, you know, you've got to look. Like I keep saying, you've got to look what they, what they can do differently. I don't know. I don't know how much they can change, and what you know. It's you know we seem to be we seem to be really on fire, didn't we, for that period of time? Everybody, you looked at the squad, you looked at the team sheet, you looked at the bench, and you thought that's a good team. And I think at the time we were waiting for your likes of Rafi to come back in, and you're thinking, gee, just when he gets in, we're going to be we're going to be flying. But when you when I'm looking at the team and the squad at the moment, I'm looking around thinking, oh, that could be a problem. Oh, that could be a problem. Do you know what I mean? And it, well, it's one of them, Matt. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to do what you have, and obviously these players, you know, were flying at the time, which is right. And now it's this is where the hard yards come in, doesn't it? End of the day, um, it's, you can play fantastic rugby when when you're all you're all playing well, and it's just a matter of grinding results out for me at the moment. Um, obviously, Wakefield on on uh, Thursday night is a massive game, and I'm sure the boys will be well up for it. Uh, in the last couple of performances, um, Les Keenan uh, will be back. Uh, his man of the match was Jake Bibby. Uh, Jungle J, we looked tired. Um, and their man of the match was uh, Lamataze. Dom Hall, hold too strong or need a holiday. And uh, his man of the match was uh, Copy again. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it was uh, a tired looking performance, Paul. But, you know, William Watson's had a week, haven't they, now to, to organise the plays. And hopefully, uh, come Wakefield Thursday, they'll uh, be full of energy and uh, ready to beat the Wildcats. Or the Trinity, yeah, as they are now. Yeah, Trinity now, yeah, certainly, but talking to, to Ian Watson, he's, you know, regarding the injuries and that, we had a chat about that, and, you know, there's, there's, there's quite a few players who are still out, and he was more or less saying there's probably not going to be anybody else that comes back in, you know, there's only Flanagan and Johnson who've maybe got a chance, but even they're, they're looking doubtful, so you might be looking at the a similar sort of squad again. I, I, that filled me with, with dread, really, I mean, and, and you know, it's just our look, obviously, Mason, Caton Brown and Ben Jones Bishop are just two former Salford players. You know, flying, and we've got, you know, I don't think we've got the wingers to compete against them. 
I would like to see a foot bridge between our two wingers and their two wingers anyway. Well, that's what I suppose. Uh, you know, we never know, Mark. You never know. If, if the ball bounces right, I, I'd back Bibby getting over the line, you know, from reasonably close. Bibby, a good try. He scored against Warrington. He had to show good footwork there to get over. And Warrington have some decent backs, don't they? Oh, it's funny you say that, though, but there was a moment in the match where, actually, I haven't mentioned Ben Joe Fisher, there was a moment in the match where Bibby had a, a chance to go in in the, the left-hand side and uh, I thought to myself, if it had been Ben Joe Fisher, but he jumped. I don't know if you remember when he got knocked into touch. Yeah, I thought he should have been finishing that. It's just, about, yeah. it's just about experience for me, Mark, there, but, yeah, you know, he's, he's, playing, he's playing well, Bibby. Sorry, he's playing, he's playing well, Bibby, for me, and, you know, hopefully he'll continue his, his good form. Who was your man of the match, uh, Paul? Again. Chop chat for you. How about you, Mark? Who's your man of the match? That's not George Griffin. Works hard, I've got to be honest. George Griffin. I'm going to go for. Who am I going to go for? Chris Browning. I think he was was okay. You know, played well, showed his usual uh, thing. But obviously, without the goal for it was a bit difficult for him. So obviously, that was the the look back at the whole defeat. And what we'll do now, we'll look at all the big news coming out of South Red Devils this week. So here's all the news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. Just like following Salford, it's a bit of a roller coaster ride. This one, uh, we're going to start uh, with Cube Cash's uh, questions and answers. Uh, Mark, you know he had a lot of questions from from fans and uh, gave us lots of good information. Yeah, I mean he loves the publicity, doesn't he? Uh, I mean, just in, just the story he is. I mean, even you know, look for look for contract news later on. It's not coming from the club's account. It's coming from Cube Cash's account. Uh, he, he has to all be about him, doesn't it? Mm. Well, I say, let's have a look what he said, though. Uh, Rob Lewis, he said his deal, the deal for him was close, uh, Paul. Hopefully, you know, we'll get a, get that one over the line, hopefully. Yeah, that'd be good to see that, Rob, especially with the way a lot of the other lads have signed up. Now, I mean, we've got more of the old, old squad signed up now. There's only a couple of players, like Evels and, and Louis being the two main ones that everybody's been mentioning at the moment. So, yeah, I, I think it'd be great to get Robert Lewis signed, especially the farm has been showing this season. And if the deal's close, that could only be good news. Yeah, um, looking for an outside back, Mark. Obviously, to uh, to bolster the squad. Uh, we said we're yeah. loose, you know, we're short in numbers. I'm sure uh, Waterloo will be looking for someone to strengthen us out wide. Desperate, desperate for it. But I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't heard any rumours at all, which is strange um, about who we potentially getting. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard anything. We're, we're desperate for somebody. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be doing working night and day to to try and improve the squad ahead of the the top eight. Uh, playoffs. No, this is true. Good question. Probably not. He's been at Lewis Castle for, for a bit, wasn't he? So, but even then, yeah, I suppose. But things are, you, you can always, yeah, but you can always find a what's called, can't you? Like somebody who has an English passport, you know. You know. Um, next one. Um, working on a deal for Evels, Paul. You know, like you said, with Gaz O'Brien playing fullback, he's been put on the wings, playing the centres. You know, I suppose it's up to Evels, isn't it, if, if he stays or goes, in a way? Yeah, yeah, he's been playing well, though. He's played well the last few weeks. I mean, you couldn't really judge him on the old game, because, I mean, most, most people have had poor games in that one. But, no, since he's, he's come back in, I think he's done well. He's scored tries, he backs up well. He's a quick player, and Evels has got plenty of pace. And, so he's a guy I'd like to see to see in the side. I think he's a quality player, and you, you need players like that, young players in your in your squad. So hopefully they'll get a deal for Evans. But I'm not so sure whether. I mean, I've not spoke to Niall. I don't know him personally, so I don't know. But I'm not sure whether he whether he will stay. I mean, he, he seems to to me to want to be a fullback, doesn't he? At the moment, he's not he's not going to get that opportunity to solve it. So if he does go, you know, 
good look to him, but I, I'd, I'd like to, to see him stay, I really would. Yeah, um, Marlon Cougar wants to keep Todd Carney. Uh, Mark, obviously Todd Carney's been really good, hasn't he, since he's come on to, uh, to play for us? It's just, it's just strange, but I don't think you can have Todd Carney unless you're going to play Todd Carney. Uh, I don't know where you fit him in. Same, similar situation to Rebels. I think Todd Carney's a fabulous rugby player, and I think Nile Levels is a fabulous fullback. But I don't think Todd Carney's a, a reserve hooker off the bench, and I don't think Nile Levels is a winger. Square pegs in round holes, I'd, I'd probably swap them both for, for three fully competent wingers at the moment. But both fabulous players. You know, if you, if you told me at the start of the year we'd have been starting with Todd Carney as our half back and Neville as our fullback, I'd have snapped your hand off because I think they're fabulous. But you know, at the moment, I feel like he's just, at the minute, I feel like he's a little bit of uh, wasted cash. Not against him, it's just the fact that he wants to play with Louis and Dobson, and, and that's the way he's going. Um, next one uh, was big marketing experience next week, which we're currently uh, looking at. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, 15 horses ran somewhere uh, on Sunday, 4-1, or well, 4 finished in the top 4, the rest didn't. Um, other ones uh, looking to improve merchandise available for next season Paul it's great obviously the club trying to get merchandise out because obviously when the fans buy merchandise and uh, you know walking around wearing it that's, that's a good thing isn't it yeah it certainly is it certainly is and at this point in time I'm just going to have to mention the lads who do the Red Devil Napper I was talking to Andy on, the, on, on Friday night in the game there and the stuff they're bringing out is fantastic and brilliant isn't it you know, I, yeah I, I don't like this you know, talking down in the club, but I don't understand why they didn't get on board with it because I think it's great stuff. But you know, the, the gear that the club do is good, but I think you know you need a bit more of a range of it because there's not a lot there. Is there really? We don't have a massive range of stuff, and if we could increase the merchandise, I think I think that that'd be a real good step in the right direction. But the stuff that those lads are doing is, is super as well. Yeah, it's yeah. cool stuff in it. The stuff that they're doing, where the club seems very generic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's more. I think. That, it's more sort of personalised to Salford and, and that, that appeals to me because I'm a Salford supporter. I mean, I'm not a Red Devil supporter, I'm a Salford RLFC supporter. Red Devil to me is a nickname um, yeah. and it always has been. A, I think you've got to get that on your shirt and I know that's that's been missing the last few years but, you know, one thing I'd be saying to Cash is get that, back, get that back on the shirt because that's what people want and, you know, give, give the people what they want. You can ask, say you had 2,000 Salford supporters and you ask them, I reckon 99% of them would say they want Salford on the shirt so, you know, let them have what they want. Yeah, uh, next one, uh, council, he's hoping that the council will help him uh, organise a shop for us somewhere. Uh, Mark, obviously it's important, I think, there's a, there's a place where you can go and get merchandise, and hopefully Marwan and the council can get together and organise and sort a deal out. Well, for me, it's, 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 bigger, it's bigger than a shop, and it's something that I, I, you know, I, I've been saying to the council for moments for everybody to listen. The council have got to be the biggest biggest pusher and the biggest supporter of the club apart from obviously the, you know, the club itself so I like saying getting the fans involved but you go to you know Warrington um, signs everywhere the council do all that you go to Lee there's you know the signs everywhere there's posters there's in the town centre I don't feel unless somebody can tell me differently that our council do anything to solve the drug believe at all mm. you know and, and, that, and that to me you're starting at a massive massive a massive, massive low, and you know, not just a shop, you should be promoting it all over the place, you know. But it's a bit of a touchy subject with me, mate, I've got to be honest. Yeah, they are meeting. Yeah, I think, sorry, Go on, Paul, you uh, dived in. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, excuse me. I was just going to say, like, you know, going back to the signs and that, if you go to Lee, Warrington, Wigan, as Mark says, there, you know, St. Helens, they've got massive signs as soon as you get on the border of that town. Yeah, it's everywhere you go, well, yeah, well, 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 
World Cup of St. Helens or with, or with his World Cup yep. Champions, whatever year it is. And, that, and that's the pride that that yep. like, town shows in their rugby league side. I, mean, yep. I don't want to go to all the counts, but to me, you've got to show a bit of pride in, and, and tell people who we are. And, and be, yep. you know, if you, if you can't show pride in your city and that, how can you expect new people to? Well, they are meeting. Can I just jump in? Sorry, boys. We are meeting. They are meeting with the, the mayor and the, the MPs soon to discuss ways forward. So you're kind of hoping that that will be debated between them. Because uh, obviously we we, we we like to see signs, don't we? You know, welcome to Soul for Times and yeah, yeah. home of the Soul for Red Devils. That'd be you know great advertising for me. Uh, we didn't really want to debate the Manchester thing, but then he went on national TV and talked about it a day later. But we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, and he wants to win both the Grand Final and, and the Challenge Cup final, Mark. So you know, we, we're not we're not too fussed either way, really. You know, winning one of them would oh, be all right for us. That's a guy, though. Yeah. <laughs> not not winning it, just getting there to do. Yeah, well, I, I say it was good, Paul, that he, he, he kind of come out and interacted with the fans, um, but he, he dodged the one that we all wanted to wanted to talk about him in a way. Yeah, that's the important one, isn't it, Rob? That's that's the one everybody wants to, to speak about, as you'll as we'll probably talk about shortly. But mm. but yeah, I think it's about time he came out and, and spoke, spoke to the fans, Rob. We're, we're the, the important ones, we're the ones that matter, I think. And, you know, it, it, the silence has been deafening, it, the last few weeks? I mean, you've got to keep your fans in the loop, you've got to treat your fans with respect, I think, and... Uh, I don't think that's been, been the case always at Salford, and I think I think they need to do. I think they need to be on side with the supporters. You know, they want us to do a lot. They want us to get on there promoting, and that will you know you have to keep on side with them. Yeah. So obviously, then uh, there was a bit of a, a bit of a tweet uh, from the club, um, say telling us that we'd only sold forty-seven tickets and to try and get down and, and support the lads. Not not the greatest tweet in the world, Paul. And you know, it's it's not good that is it really for for an image and me trying to promote you know the club to new fans. It's, 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 I don't know who, who said that, brother. I think it's crazy. Who's ever idea that was? I mean, if you keep telling somebody something rubbish or nobody goes to it, then that becomes in their head. You've got to sell things to people. You know, don't why, be positive about something. If I keep telling you something, you're going to think, oh yeah, it is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go. There. It's rubbish. I mean, if I say that's 47 people sold tickets, I mean the average Johnny on the street is going to think, man, well, it's all 47 tickets. I'm not bothering going there. It's rubbish. You've got to be positive, haven't you, and, and, and sell yourself. And I, I just, I just didn't know where they was coming from. I, mean, I was away on holiday last week, and I'm not on Twitter, as you know. And my wife kept telling me what was going on. I thought I was, I was quite mad, you know, on my holiday, and I'm, I was thinking about Salford and stressing about just, just what was going on. And you know, it beggars belief sometimes some of the, some of the stuff on Twitter and things like that. But you know, if you're listening, people at the top, you know, let's keep it positive and let's get people there. Yeah, I watch a little, lot, a little bit of Criminal Minds, me, Mark, and you know. Um you know, bit of a you know analysis of, of stuff, and for me, the tone and the language was totally different to what is normally put on that Twitter feed. So for me, it wasn't really tweeted by the same person. But I don't know, who, we don't know who it was, but it, it was definitely a different tone for me. Yeah, you know, we can we can all guess who we, who we, who we think it was, etc., etc. But or, or, or you don't know if somebody's hand was forced and sort of said, get it put out there. Hmm. I haven't got anything to add apart from what Paul said. I mean, to be honest with you, the only word I'd use is embarrassing. It's, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was disgusting, really. I just, you, you couldn't think of a worse thing to do, could you? You know, if you come up with an idea how to make yourselves look bad, you couldn't, have got a, you couldn't have got a better way of doing it, could you, really? Yeah. Well, then, obviously, we went on Sky uh, the day after, um, and obviously, Marwan decided he wanted to have a chat with Brian Carney about, uh, you know, the potential news, uh, the name uh, rebranding. Um, Paul? We both watched the interview. Um, for me, uh, it kind of brushed over the fact that our attendances were up this year. 
I think he did, yeah. I think, to be honest with you, um, I'm no, don't want to uh, have a go at Brian Carney, but I thought he was very unprofessional the way he said about uh, changing the name mid-season. He sort of alerted to if Salford gets to Wembley or gets to the grand final, would they go with Salford or Manchester? But if he actually looks in the rugby league, bylaws, you can't change your name mid-season. That's bylaw A1.12 states any club wishing to change the name you know, in the season must have written consent from the RFL to start the season so you can't do that mid-season Mr Carney anyway so uh, you know that, that's out of the window but uh, but yeah that, it, it was a funny funny thing really and you know my mum said things about you know crowds at the Willows and they weren't big there and I don't know it's just a bit general to me his, his conversation I, I didn't really agree with a lot of the stuff he said but a lot of it was just sort of fact based really he didn't really tell us anything that we didn't really know already so I didn't really get the point of it. To me, it just all seemed really negative, and it, it seems like you're always having a go at the the, the hardcore software supporters who do go. I mean, a lot of these tweets are aimed at us, and we see them, and, and we're going there watching them and supporting them through thick and thin. So, you know, as a supporter, like who goes every week, it, it hurts sometimes seeing some of this stuff. And you know, what what can we do? We can only keep going and doing our doing our best following them. Yeah, we talked about the previous regime, Mark, about the crowds being the same uh, back then. But I suppose John Wilkinson. And Mao and Kukash are two separate uh, people, to- totally two different personalities. Uh, so you, you know, I don't see how you can compare him to John Wilkinson in a way. No, 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 they're very, they're very different. Uh, but you know, unfortunately, they both achieve the same results in, in in terms of crowd turnover. And you know, I actually, for once, thought Mao and Kukash was, you know, as honest as he could be. Okay, he'd been backed into a corner, but. You know, the tone of what he was saying, I understood. You know, from my mind, I, I read it like this, and I don't know what you guys thought. He was basically saying, we've not decided to change the name, but I'm giving the people of Salford a chance. If you don't turn up, I'm going to change the name. That, that, was, that was what I read into it. I'm not necessarily saying he was saying it to the supporters, but to Salford, to the council, to the stadium maybe, to all the people involved. He was sending a message that, you know, I will, I will change the name if I have to. That was, that was, the, that was what I took from it. But is that um, not? Is that not? Sorry, Mark. Is that not Project Fear? That is that not? You better come, and I'm going to change the name. Maybe, maybe it, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely could be. But you know, it, it, I mean, it's it's a big debate, and it gets it gets quite you know it gets quite emotional for a lot of people. But I, I think Salford as a as a city struggles for an identity anyway. Uh, you know, outside of the rugby team. I mean, I've seen all sorts. You know, I mean, I, I live in Earlham, and the amount of times I've been told Earlham's not in Salford. And some people tell me the ground's not in Salford, you know, and then I'm thinking, well, where is Salford? Then where do you think Salford is? Well, then people support United, who apparently have got a ground in traffic, but that's okay. And it just gets a bit, it gets a bit lost for me. Every, I don't know, it's, it's it's such a funny subject. People that get passionate about it, but then they try and tell other people they're not part of it. And it's just, it's a bit of a nightmare, Salford, as a, as a city, never mind, <laughs> never mind as a, as a rugby club. I suppose it has a difficult job, Paul, having to, having to try and reach out to these people, but I, I think you've got to make sure that you're reaching out positively. I, can't, I don't see the, the, the point in going out and saying, come, or I'm going I'm to do it. Because basically all he said there was, um, I haven't decided yet, which puts even more kind of you know, worry into everyone's mind, in a way. There shouldn't, there shouldn't be anything to decide, Rob. We're Salford. That's the end of the day, we're Salford, I mean... I don't understand that this, like you said, project fear. I mean, you, you can't go around threatening people and saying we're going to do this if you don't, if your cows don't improve and all. I think it's a load of garbage. And, uh, I, I, can't, can't, that's the thing, you can. Oh, yeah, you can. 
Is he all of a sudden going to get? Let's say he changes the name tomorrow. Uh, uh, Ten thousand people going to come out of the woodwork when we change the name to Manchester. I don't think they will. No, I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't either. But you know, I, 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 listen. I, I've got no desire for him to change the name to Manchester whatsoever. Don't get me wrong. You know, Salford would always be the the first thing I'd want there. But I think if they started a Manchester team, I don't think we'd get worse crowds than we're getting now. Big is that not up to the to the to the, the owner to, to sort of market it? To me, has yeah, he not failed as a chairman? Because you know, from where I'm sat, we're saying he's not done any market, he's not done yeah. this, he's not done that, he's not done that. He's in charge, though. No, no, Hook's going to hook stop with it, stop, stop with it. I mean, no, this point we got deducted six points last season. I mean, he's not apologised for that yet. So, I mean, I think we've been very fair with Mr. Kukash on the podcast, and I think we've been very fair to support him, we've been very patient. And um, I think it's about time he started delivering for us as well and not sort of passing the book and blaming it on everybody else. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair assessment, that Paul. Obviously, you know, we'll see this week with a massive marketing push that's happening at the moment. Uh, it shows that, you know, when we want to do it and we and we can do it, we do it. And it's and that's what I ask for, is consistency. Uh, Looking at, like, look at it like this, Rob, if, if we could end up winning this week, we could get some positive results from the council. We'll then be in the semi-finals in the cup with the council engaged and on board. Mm. You know that that could, that could be a positive. I, I think I think this is going to be D Day this year. You know, so much could happen if, if, if you know if crowds don't improve and, and we don't do something this year. I, I do think it's unfortunately that's it. I do think this is uh, this is it this year. It's either it's do or die. I think. Well, I'd say it's up to us fans to, to do our best to promote the club, Mark, and you know that's what yeah. we're doing, aren't we? At the end of the day, we're, we're here doing this kind of thing, and we're we're putting posters out. We're going into schools, going into. You know, workplaces. You know, we're we're doing our bit, and and for me, if the club can do these um, magical, um, you know, marketed things, you know, with the posters and and the drive, uh, big sign driving around, um, and going into schools and colleges, if they can back us up, you know, we're we're on for a winner. So it's just a matter of, of both fans and club working together for the greater good, and hopefully, you know, making a making a success of it. I reckon. Yeah. So. Talking about good things, because that was all the bad stuff gone, right? So what, we're going to start talking about the good stuff now, right? So ticket sales uh, for the Wakefield game in the Cup game on Thursday, it's £15 for adults, £10 for concessions, and free for under-17s, Paul. You know, that's a, that's a great um, you know offer for potential fans to come watch the match. Yeah, it certainly is. And you can upgrade as well to that 1873 club as well if you're a season ticket holder for £20, I think it is, to sit in there, so... I mean, you can't sneeze at that, can you? Know, you get to go in that decent bar there, you get a decent padded seat as well, I think, in there. So, so yeah, I think the prices are spot on. The only downside is it's a, it's a Thursday night, isn't it, really? I mean, I think we could have this debate, you know, another day, couldn't we? In my opinion, I think the, the quarterfinals and the semi-finals of the Cups should be Saturday, Sunday, I think both. I think it's a bit harsh from Sky, but you, you have to deal with the cards that you dealt, don't you? So, uh, so that, that, to me, that's another kick in the teeth for the club, but uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll mark a positive on it, and I think... You know, they're going to try and get a lot of school kids down there. And to me, it's going to be a great atmosphere Thursday night. You know, we've had a bash at the semi-final now for nearly 20 years. If you can get past this one, you one game from Wembley. It really is special. So, you know, I can't wait for Thursday night. It's going to be a great, a great game. And, uh, you know, Wakefield are a good side as well. It's got all the ingredients of, you know, a classic, classic evening and a great match. Yeah, we've got posters, Mark. We've got the bus driving around, um, you know, with a big advertisement on. Lizzie Jones is singing. You've got golden tickets out in all the schools and colleges in, in the area trying to get the uh, the young kids involved. Uh, you know, that that's what we want. We want to be out there, outside the bubble, saying we're so for Red Devils and there's a match on on Thursday. Yeah. It, 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 
would be really nice to have to have something you know on Sky where people can see you know your stay at home fan because because we all know them. You know, whether it's in your workplace and I'll talk to you about rugby who watched Salford, who previously watched them, who are interested, but they're just, for whatever reason, don't want to be that committed. And, and unfortunately, every time that Salford are on the telly, it looks rubbish because you, you're facing that small, empty stand and, and, and all the same things we've talked about, you know, before. We generally get beat when we play on Sky a lot. Um, it's, it's never been right, and, and, and hopefully Thursday could potentially change that. I wish they could have just flipped the fans for that game just to you know, make it look brilliant. It would make a big impression to sort of win a, win a quarter-final, get us to the semis and, and do it in front of what looks like a, you know, a, a big crowd. Yeah, I suppose that's where the cameras are though, mate. You can't change the cameras, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm sure if, if, the, if, if we, as fans, do our bit by putting posters up and promoting the game on our social media, on your Twitters and your Facebooks and your Instagrams and just letting people out, as many people as you know, that there's a game on, Paul, you know, I, I think that's that's all we can do. The club, obviously, have, have gone big time this week with all the big things that they've gone doing, and that's, and that's great. But for me, it's got to be consistent. There's no point in going big this week and nothing next week. You've got to go. I'd rather them divide it over 12, you know, whatever it is, 12 games and do an average every every week. So we expect a certain level of, of marketing. Got to do it from week one in the Super League. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This... It's not, for me, you, I don't want to be too negative, but you can't start just sort of doing it halfway through a season. This is this is, should have been started from from day one, and like going to a positive spin. Yeah, keep it going. Now it's got it's got to happen every week, and you? you can't turn it on and off like a tap. Other teams don't do that. Do you? you look at you've got to set the benchmark like to Warrington, St. Helens, Wigan, Leeds. You've got to follow them. Now. I mean, follow follow their lead and Castleford to a certain extent. The way they do, they do it. I mean, their, their town there is prided on that club. And, you know, everybody buys into it. I think that's the way we've got to go with it. You know, you can't skimp on it. Stuff like that marketing is very, very important. And, you know, to get your name out there and be proud of that name, you know, spread it in the schools and all that. And I know they're doing lots of good work in the schools and the foundation and, you know, getting young people involved. That's good. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep at it all the time. It's, you know, it's a constant thing. It's very, very important. Yeah, and collect the data as well, uh, Mark. You know, it's that's all it. about picking up your new fans because obviously if they're engaged, you need to make sure that you've got their details so next time, next game comes up, you can bang them with another offer. Well, case in points today, I mean, you know, the three of us here now, how many of you got the email? Yeah, it was that. You got one, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> no, you know, and, and, that's, and, that, and, that, and that sort of says everything. I mean, listen, you, you guys are probably two of the most passionate Salford fans going, but it's very, very difficult to know when, when, when Salford are playing, I'll be honest, it's... Uh, you know, we change that often, and, and, and I can't even keep up with it half the time. What day we're playing, what time we're playing, where we're playing. I get lost with it all now, and it's just there. Uh, like like Paul said, you've got to do it from the start of the season. You've got to do it consistently, uh, because it doesn't work otherwise. So, yeah. Mark, you got you got the email from the club. What does it say? Uh, basically outlining the special offers for Wednesday. Uh, season ticket holders have got, uh, un- obviously, until Wednesday to get... Uh, £15 adults, £10 concessions, your juniors are free, and then obviously for non season ticket holders it's 20 15 and 10 uh, Your 1873 club uh, non season ticket holders have got obviously till June 14th, and that's 25 quid, 15 quid, and a tenner. Uh, and then season ticket holders on game day can get the offer at £30, £25, and £10. So that's uh, obviously a little bit more expensive but you can choose to upgrade on game day I, I, I think that's what I'm reading into it anyway yeah well, good news obviously the marketing 
uh, the mail shot us out, Paul, and, and that's good. Yeah, I didn't get any email. No, neither did I. Paul, at least it's out. No, but I think, I think that's probably something to do with uh, me not understanding my phone or something. Or my iPad, cause you know what I am like with technology, so I probably have got one sat somewhere and I've just not read it yet. But that's great that we've got that out. And like you said, you know, the data collection and, you know, the more people you, you respond to, the better. And I always look at the, when I go on the Facebook page, I'm always like amazed um, to see how many people actually like the Salford Facebook page. I think it's about 14,000 people, in it? So, you know, you're hitting that many, many people when you put something out there, aren't you, I suppose? So, uh, so yeah, yeah, it's all good that the email is. Paul, on Twitter, Twitter, the club has 30,000 30, followers. So when they put a tweet out, is that how it works? Will all those people see that? No, well... Yeah, it'll go, you know, it'll go on to their timeline. Obviously, if you don't log in, then potentially not, but it's still, it's still a massive amount of... Yeah, of course it is, yeah. There's still a massive amount of people. Like, I don't know what it's like compared to other rugby league clubs. You probably could have a look at that one time, Rob, but... Mm. Uh, but, yeah, I see. It's a big amount, isn't it? It is massive. And I'm, but I'm thinking with social media, I keep telling everybody who, who wants to listen to me, you're going to engage with the people who engage with you. And basically, that's the people inside the bubble. And our problem is, our bubble's pretty small. So we need to make the bubble, yeah. bigger, bubble bigger by going to people outside the bubble and try and drag them in. <laughs> so so that, that's... that's, 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 that's to say that again, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> the big old bugger. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Right, but anyway, if, if, you, if you've got your ticket for Wakefield, ring 0161 786 1570 uh, and order it. And hopefully, we'll get a big crowd, Paul. Yeah, definitely. I, I sorted some tickets out today and that got my dad one for Father's Day because I'm a good lad. <laughs> and um, if you can't get through, I struggled a bit because like, I'm rubbish with technology. I was, I was phoning up and uh, I couldn't get hold of anybody. So I, I sent a message on, on Facebook to the, the club on there and uh, I think it was Lewis who, 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 who emailed me back straight, who messaged me back straight away and the, the lady called Sonia. Uh, phone me from the ticket, the ticket office and sorted out my spot on. So if, you, if you're struggling on the phone, just send them a message and they'll, they'll, with your phone and when they get back to you straight away. Does that, that, really does that not annoy you though, Paul, when you think, yeah, that's what I see, I mean, you're not on Twitter, but I see that constantly. Every single time there's a game being played, there's people tweeting the club saying, I can't get through on my phone lines and this has been going on oh. for over two seasons. We don't know. Yeah. They only ring the one number, don't they? And I suppose they only got yeah. so many yeah. people on but, one end of the phone. But, but is that any way to do it? I'll, well, put it this way: I'll bet if I phone, if I, if I phone Warrington or Wigan or any other club for a ticket, I'll bet you can get through. Or it says you are in a queue or anything like that. I'm talking. Uh, people are saying they've been ringing numbers all day and and all sorts. I mean, I, if you're a new fan, how often are you going to do that? It's true. That's a good yeah. point. It's when, it's when they said to me about directing me to ticket myself. I don't really want to do that. I'll just send them exactly. a and see how that is, but just I, I, was, I was trying to be positive there, man. So. Sorry, mate. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I totally agree with you. I think it's spot on because it has frustrated me. But just on a positive note, they are very, they're very good when you message them on the Facebook thing. They always are, yeah. Yeah, that Sonia was absolutely spot on with me as well. Yeah, so obviously, any problems, message the club, they'll sort you out. Um, next bit of news um, new contract for Greg Johnson and Logan Tompkins, Mark. Greg Johnson signed up. Great news. Yeah, very good news. I think I think he's I think he's improved a hell of a lot as a player, Greg Johnson. Uh, I think he was a bit of a one-trick pony when he first came in terms of being a flying machine, but his defence and uh, he's, he's taken the high ball at one point was absolutely horrendous. Um, he's put on a lot of weight. He's still quick. Uh, he, he puts a lot of yards in here in terms of like we discussed earlier on. I, I felt we missed him a hell of a lot where. In the, in the last game that we played, I, th- I really thought we missed his goal forward. Uh, you know, and he, and he can get him for a try. He's getting the more experience he's getting, the better he's getting, isn't it? Yeah, it's great news for me, Paul. Obviously, one of our top strike players. 
Good, good bringing the ball back as well and uh, well worthy of a contract. Yeah, certainly. And I tell you what, he's improved on this season as well. He's finishing. Um, I thought he was a bit cumbersome at times last season. You know, getting down and he's comparing to other wingers. You know, like Solomon and people like saying, "Oh, he, he should have, he should have scored there. He should have finished that a bit better." You know, we see the lads like I think Nathanson at St. Helens and some of the finishing he's come up with. But this season, he has done. He, he's scored some super tries. He, he, he seems quicker. He seems more agile. But like like Mark was saying there, the weight he's put on as well, that muscle, he's solid muscle. And when he takes that ball, he doesn't have to take some stopping. I just think his, his whole game has improved, you know, tenfold, his defence as well, yeah. the eye ball. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's probably the number one winger for me now, Greg, and I think we, I think we really missed him on, on Friday night against Hull, so hopefully he can be back. I'd, I'd love to see him in the side this week against Wakefield. Yeah, Logan Tompkins also signed a new contract, Mark. You know, a great hooker for us, always puts the effort in. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I'm not Logan, Logan Figgis fan, but uh, now he's got this uh, interchange going with, with Brinning, it looks like it's something he could work. He, he's a very workman-like player, like you say, he's one of them honest players, an honest grafter, he'll give you everything he's got. Um, I don't think he's the most inventive, but he certainly does a job for us there. And like you say, it's positive just to get the, the number of people we've got signed up. I mean, for all the, for all the negativity around the club, it doesn't seem to be affecting the players because I can't imagine that we're paying the top money because I don't think we're anywhere near the cap so it must be staying for some reason mm, yeah teamwork's always good Paul they always talk about how good uh, the, the uh, feeling is it within the camp uh, Logan Tompkins as our hooker you know like Mark said with Brian in, you know putting on a good thing and uh, you know I'm sure that'll happen for years to come yeah I, I like Tompkins I, I don't think he's the flashiest sort of hooker going but I'll tell you what he does do he does a lot of tackling He's an yeah, awful he lot of tackling Logan Tompkins. Well, I thought we missed his tackling. I thought we missed his defending. You know, going down the middle there. I thought I thought Old did us a few times down the middle. And I think he'll be back in the side this week, and I think you're going to have two hookers in that side. And, and yeah, I think he's done well. I think he's done well this season. We've also got you know uh, Josh Wood there as well coming through. So we, we, we're doing okay in the hooking department. Yeah, all these contracts uh, being signed, Mark. It's, it's a good thing we're building a, a great squad. I reckon for you know success, perhaps this year or you know with a few years to come. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, if you looked at our team at the start of the year, the players we've got, it was fantastic. The bench looked strong. I mean, the whole squad looked maybe a little bit thin, but you think you had a couple of players to it. Obviously, the ones we've just got on board, yeah, a couple of signings in the in the summer or maybe even later in the year, and, and, and we've got a really, really, really tough quality squad. Yeah, super exciting times to be a South Red Devils fan, I reckon. Um, next bit of news, uh, Willow's Memory Showcase is on at the Lowry on the 30th of July. Uh, Paul, it looks like it's going to be a good thing, that. They're basically, looking back at the history of Salford, Red, Salford Rugby League SC and the Wills variety between uh, 1901 and 2011, it'll be a bit of a turd year for that. Yeah, it will be, mate, won't it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping to go to that myself. Uh, I, was, I was reading about it the other week and I was listening to what people were saying about it. Yes, it's one of we've had some fantastic memories, haven't we, there? I mean... Maybe we've not had as many as our, as our parents have had. I mean, my dad tells me about the, the good days of his, his late 60s, early 70s, and you know, I love listening to people talk about stuff like that. I mean, we saw a good couple of days out there, didn't we? We've seen a few sad times, well, a few relegations, but you know, it's always been uh, you know our home, on it? And very special, special times, and I, I miss it every day. You know, we're always I'm going to start filling up in a minute, but, <laughs> but yeah, I think it'd be great to see it on the, on the screen and that, and you know, remember it and just, just chat to people about it and just remember that they're. they're on it as well. Yeah, it's £20 for adults and uh, £5 for kids, Mark. You know, it's great that Salford Red Devils Foundation have kind of put this on uh, for, you know, fans, especially at the Lowry as well, because that's a, you know, quite an iconic place in Salford. Again, as long as they promote it, Salford, <laughs> knowing, knowing our look, it'll be promoted. 
probably watch it at the Lowry Theatre in Manchester went to the Salford story. Uh, but no, the foundation do a fantastic job with everything they do and, and, and anything that, that Paul said that brands Salford, that gets the Salford name about, that can, you know, there might be people who go and watch that who've not been to watch Salford that might actually get them to go back and watch it when they remember the good times they had, and, you know, and, and gets that sort of feeling together. So and anything that gets the name out there, more column inches, more, more memories, more ideas, it is absolutely fantastic for the club. Yeah, I suppose the club are, are engaging with us, uh, Paul, uh, sorry, Mark, that's what we want. We want the club and those fans to work together for the greater good and, and promote ourselves, isn't it? That, that's what it's. That's what it's all about. You know, uh, you look at you look at clubs like Casson, and, and, and it is very tribalism. It, you know, it, it's very engaged, and and, and Salford, That's where we could get. And you need to build on your history. You know, there needs to be that you know real draw of emotions to the club and stuff. And you know, and, and it can be done, uh, but it needs things like this, and it does need you know you need that uh, tidal wave of uh, sort of success, don't you? Yeah, I think we're getting there, Paul. Obviously, you know, second in the league, quarterfinals. You know what I mean? If we get the right kind of push to the people outside the bubble, you know, we could take off here. Yeah, we could. We're just going back to the, the history and that. I think, as a club, I think since we've left the world, I think we've sort of jettisoned our history a bit. And, uh, yeah, like Mr. Kukas to sort of, you know, go on about our history a bit more because from he doesn't really seem that bothered about it. You know, we, we are a very historic club. If you look back to the 30s, the, the great side that we had then, you know, we were like sort of pioneers, weren't we, going over to France? That's where we got our nickname from. And you, know, you talk to people who were there in the 70s, late 60s, you know, United footballers, they want the best, Lord Charlton, you know, watching Salford at the Willows, yeah, the Variety Centre and things like that. You know, it's not a lot of sides that have got that sort of history we've got there. I mean, I know it wasn't like prolonged history for, for like decades, but there were special times there, weren't there? And that's an history to be proud of, that, you know, the two championship wins as well. And, to me, we don't celebrate that as much as we should do. I know we've got the museum at the, the ground and that, but I think we should celebrate a bit more than what we do. And, and I think this is a, is a great thing to showcase it. Yeah, so don't forget, if you want to get involved in that and want to go and watch the pro, uh, the, uh, the film, um, you can ring 0161 786 1591 and on book a ticket. Uh, £20 for adults, £5 for kids, so it sounds like a, a good night. So, uh, also a great thing, Warrington uh, suffered defeat against Castleford last week, basically secured our top eight finish, Mark. Uh, you know, what What an amazing uh, achievement. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, we were predicted by most to, most to finish bottom. I didn't think we were ever going to be close to the bottom, I've got to be honest, when, you know, with some of the, the signings we made. But uh, to get it secured is a good thing, and, it, and it, like you say, it's about that sort of, that kicking on now to stay. I mean, top four would be fantastic, wouldn't it, just to... Uh, make it totally safe, and that would really put, put a statement of intent there and something for us to build on next year. It, it, it could go one way or another now. I think it could all it could spur them on, or it, it could also take the foot off the gas and think that the job's done. And I hope it's the you know the first one. I suppose it's you know being in the playoffs, Paul, for the first time in eleven years. You know it, it's an it's an achievement, but also you've got to look at the likes of the Harrison team that got in the playoffs but ran out of juice. This team has enough quality. I think, to better that team and, you know, maybe kick on into a, a top four finish. Yeah, it's, it's funny, really. You, you can compare. There are sort of similarities with that team and, and then there aren't really. That, that side was... There were some good players in that 2006 side, but I think that team was a bit more workmanlike. I think with this one, you've got, you know, the sort of X-factor players, haven't you? Like some Louis Dobson, you know, Todd Carney, people like that. So uh, I think we've got that, that touch of quality as well. That's not taking anything away from that 2006 side because that was a... It was a fantastic season and I enjoyed every minute of it. But uh, but yeah, I think we've got a real chance now. But it's just like these, you know, it's dampened it for me these last two weeks. I just thought we're not going to 
We've been two poor performances, haven't we, against Wakefield and all, and it wasn't just a last-minute defeat against them. We were well beaten, weren't we? So I think this week now is vitally important that we get this result against Wakefield. But if we can win this, get into the semi-finals, that could spur us on in the league as well. That's going to grow in confidence because what's going to happen then? Players are going to be playing because they, they want to play at Wembley. They want to play in that semi-final. So you're going to see people compete, competing for the places as well. So I think Thursday night's a really, really pivotal game in the season. Yeah, well, then we'll talk about Wakefield in a bit, but... Mark, you know, looking at our season, you know, we've had some great games, played some good rugby. You know, it's been a joy, really. Yeah, I mean, we've played as well as anybody sort of, sort of cast apart. And let's not forget, I think we're the, we're the only ones who've beat them. Uh, are we still the only ones who've beat them? Yeah. Yeah, we've lost, we've lost three, I think, haven't we? Have they? Yeah, Hull beat them, and uh, I'm not sure they are. Well, that's why you're here, Paul. You seem to keep me in check. But, you know, <laughs> we're the only team, I think, who's kept them to sort of less than... 16 points well, that, that, that'll, that'll, points, that'll, yeah. that'll do them but I mean the, apart from Castleford we've played some great rugby and I, and I think in some ways Castle overshadowed us because they've been so expansive and doing so well um, they've sort of took our sort of what should be our rightful place of the surprise package of the season and sort of probably took a lot of the column inches in the shine of what we've been doing really but we've got to, we've got to keep going for me obviously it, like I said it was a crucial crucial moment of the season this Paul and if a win against Wakefield on Thursday night kickstarts our season again, and you know we could be looking then at a, a top two finish, really, if confidence continues to build after that. Yeah, I think so. You just got to look at the other sides of it in the league. I mean, Wigan are struggling, St Helens are struggling. I mean, who would have thought it's the the season Wigan and Warrington are going to be scrapping for, to, to avoid the, the Middle East? Because if you look at the league table now, it's looking that way. I mean, Warrington are in, in real trouble, aren't they? I think they've actually dropped into the. They're third bottom now. Yeah, well, 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 Warrington's, Warrington's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I, I was talking to my dad the other night and working out, and, and they could put two two packs out, which would be easy top eight Super League sides, full packs with hookers, loose forwards, and your lot, just from the squad and still have players left over. And for them to be in this, this shape that they're in, I, I just can't, I just can't get my head around it. Mm. Yeah, if you look at the side on paper. I mean, you've only, got to look at, you've only got to look at the England elite training squad. I mean, Warrington's got half a team in there, but it will be least not played on paper. It's played on no. form, and, and it, that's that's been a bit of a bugbear in the mind. How, how sort of people like Chris Hill have got in the side because they've not played well this season, and that's that's a debate for another day. But uh, but yeah, the way things are going, I mean, we're standing at second in the table at the moment. It's getting quite congested in there, and I'll lead to set, uh, uh, behind us on points difference. Then we've got Hull on twenty three points, Wakefield on twenty two. So there's a cluster of clubs there. That are, Sort of really close now. So if we were to take our foot off the gas, you know, you could end up finishing like maybe six in the table, which at the start of the season would have been great. But where we are at the moment, in second, you want to keep up there now, don't you? And that's going to make it goal. interesting for the season, though, isn't it? You know, this part. I mean, if you think of this part of last season and, and stuff like the season can start to die for certain teams, but I think everybody's got something to play for this year, haven't they? It's uh, it's really exciting because even witness are having a little bit of a you know bit of momentum, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. But the thing is with us. As well, I think, uh, you know, when this, the top eight does start, I mean, last season, if you looked at Witness and Wakefield, they were that far behind, weren't they? Yeah. They, they were never going to have an effect on the top four anyway, but we could be going into that in the top two or three, and then perhaps we'll only have to win a couple of games in that top eight to make the top four anyway, and then you get yeah. in that top four, you've only got to win one game, you're in the grand final. So yeah, well, like you said last year, it was miles apart. This year, it could be that close that, you know, you could have four, five, and six with, with, within nothing, you know, there's no paper in between them, couldn't you? Yeah. It is exciting, man. It's really exciting. And, you know, if we can carry on getting the points, who knows what can happen this season. Yeah, that's what it's all about, boys. It's all about 
you know, belief and obviously I want to say a big thanks to the players for, for getting us in, in this position because, you know, we, we were at the beginning of the season, Mark, we were looking at it thinking, well, just avoid the avoid the, the bottom four and we'll be all right. But look at us now. Right top of the top towards the top, cut run. You know. Yeah, we just we just need that second push though, that second window, whatever they call it. And, and I think I think Thursday could be that sort of that big momentum. I think that would be a, a real statement. I mean when you when you when you think about it, it's three games, isn't it? Yeah. That's you know what it is. I mean? and we beat everybody we beat everybody, haven't we? There's nobody that we've been worried about this year really. We beat all the teams so we can win three games and get ourselves to you know, to win the cup. That's what it's all about. That that bring the, the crowds back and it'd definitely be a you know, a brilliant thing for, for the Salford rugby and, and the city itself. So we've had tw- 20 minutes of, of, of dodgy, 10 minutes of, 20 minutes of good. And um, what we'll do now, we'll, uh, we'll have a look what our amateur sides did uh, with Paul in his amateur report. And after that, we'll talk about the Wakefield game. And then- Right, well, I'll start this week's amateur report with the National Conference Leagues, and they got underway on Friday night, the 9th of June. Salford City Roosters were in action against Lee East. Surely in 18-6 at half-time, the Roosters went down by 40 points to 16 against Lee East. Uh, the Roosters got a try score by Adam Taha, and they also kicked a goal. Christian Higgins and Joe Connor also crossed, and Joel Marchant improved one of those kicks. So, uh, disappointing result there for, uh, for Salford uh, City Roosters, who stay bottom of the uh, Division 2 with one victory from their first 11 games Lee East are currently 4th bottom with 4 wins from theirs, East Leeds are currently top of that division, the rest of the fixtures were all played on Saturday the 10th of June Rochdale Mayfield in the Premier Division they're up to 4th in the table they won away from home, great result for this for them, they beat Thato Heath Crusaders by 70 points to 6 away from home Rochdale Mayfield are currently 4th, Thato Heath are currently 2nd, so they've gone away to 2nd place and, and wiped the floor with them there, so a great win for, uh, for Rochdale Mayfield in the Premier Division in Division 2, Saddleworth Rangers 14 Askham 18, Division 3 Oldham St Anne's 20, Ryland Sharks 16 and Elland 20 Waterhead Warriors 34 the fixtures for this week, they, they start on Friday the 16th of June, Rochdale Mayfield play Siddall in the Premier Division in Division 3 it's Oldham St Anne's against Wollstone Rovers, that's on Saturday and also on Saturday there's two games in the Challenge Trophy it's Hunslet Club Parkside against Waterhead Warriors and Hunslet Warriors against the Saddleworth Rangers Moving on to the North West Men's League, we'll start off in Division 3 this week. It was Chester Gladiators 44, Fitton Hill Bulldogs 26. All these games were played on Saturday the 10th of June. Also in Division 3, Rochdale Cobras 24, Blackpool Scorpions 0. Division 4, Caddy's Head Rhinos 8, Wollstone Rovers A42. Oral St James A4, Langworthy Reds 28. And West Horton Lions 18, Manchester Rangers A24. In Division 5, Bolton Mets 12, Blackpool Stanley 52. And the fixtures for this week... Week. All these games will be played on Saturday the 17th. We'll start with the North West Men's League Cup. Folly Lane are in action against Oral St James. In the North West Men's League Trophy, it's Wigan St Cuthbert's against Manchester Rangers. In the North West League Shield, it's Wigan Springview against West Horton Lions. Wollstone Rovers A against the Little Hulton Reds. Clockfaith Miners A against Langworthy Reds. And Colchef Eagles against the Caddy Z Rhinos. In Division 5, there's just two fixtures in there. Bolton Mets against Aspel New Springs. And Berry Broncos A against the Holton Farmworth Hornets A. Well, finally this week, the Northwest Youth League. I've got some scores from there for you. We'll start in Division 1 of the under 16s Saddleworth 42, Lee East 6. 
In the under-13s Premier Division, Ryland Sharks 12, Waterhead Warriors 22. Division 1 of the under-13s was Black Book, Brook Blues 60, Rochdale Mayfield 6, Oldham St Anne's 22, Ashton Bears Blacks 20. Division 2 of the under-13s was Langworthy Reds 20, Saddleworth Rangers 26. And in Division 3 of the under-13s was Bellevue Bees 50, Lee Minor Rangers Golds 16 and Wollstone 30, South Trafford Raiders 18. The fixtures for this week... All these games will play on Sunday, the 18th of June. It's this week, Father's Day this week, we're solved with playing on the Thursday night in the Cup, so if you're not busy or anything, get down to some of these games, some cracking ties, quite a few Cup games as well, but I'll give you the fixtures in the leagues first. In the Premier Division of the Under-18s, it's Oldham St. Anne's versus Oral St. James. Division 1, Waterhead play Charlie. In the Under-16s, it's Northwest Cup semi-finals, Blackbrook versus Saddleworth. That's the Northwest Cup semi-final. In the Northwest Plate semi-finals, in the under-16s, it's Rochdale against Wigan St. Cuthbert's. In Division 1 of the under-16s, Inns Rose Bridge play Oldham St. Anne's and Dalton play Caddyshead. Division 2 of the under-16s, Burtonwood play the South Trafford. And the under-13s, these are all cup ties as far as I'm aware. On Sunday, it's the Northwest Cup semi-final between Oldham St. Anne's and Lee Minor Rangers. The under-13s Northwest Development Cup semi-final is Langwithy Reds against Wigan St. Patrick's. So massive game there for the young Langwithy Reds uh, guys there. We wish you all the best from everybody on the podcast. And in Northwest Development Shield semi-final, Bellevue Bees take on the Kulchef Eagles. And there's just one more in the under-13s, and that is in the Premier Division, Fatto Heath versus Waterhead. So a lot of uh, lot of big games there involving local sides, but particularly there, the Northwest uh, Development Cup, Langwithy Reds under-13s against Wigan on Sunday. Best of luck to them. And that's that's a fantastic chance there of getting into the, the final. The other semi-final, however, is Wollstone Rovers against Crossfield. So uh, maybe a possibility of a sort of Warrington Salford uh, derby in the final. But that's all I've got for this week. I'll catch you probably at the uh, Wakefield Cup tie on Thursday night. Salford Red Devils take on Wakefield Trinity in the Challenge Cup, Paul. It's going to be a massive, massive game. Oh, yeah. Cup games are massive, aren't they? But as soon as you start getting to the business end of it, now we're looking at a chance of the semi-finals, you know, shot at Wembley. I mean, how exciting does that get? That, you know, days that like that don't come around often, especially not for us Salford supporters. So, a home tie as well. I think, you know, that could, could be crucial. That, but, you know, Wakefield are a good side. I'm expecting a really tough game on Thursday night. Yeah, quarter-final is at home as well, Mark. You know, in this situation, you want a home tie, which is what we've got. Hopefully, with this big marketing push that the club have done this week, uh, we'll be, uh, you know, hopefully getting a big crowd uh, on Thursday. Yeah, I think think it's going to be a very close game. Um, There's not going to be much in it. I'm hoping some of the... uh some of the things that Paul said earlier on in terms of your likes of Flanagan, uh, potentially Tompkins being available, um, you know, can really can really give us that little boost that we need a bit of uh, you know fresh legs and stuff like that because I really think it's going to be a, a pretty brutal encounter. Because let's not forget, Wakefield are a similar size club to us, uh, really going through some tough times themselves, you know, and they're, they're they're sort of hoping for the same as us that this is really going to sort of build their club and you know and really make or break them so you know it's a very very important game for a number of reasons yeah do you think obviously um, defeat against Whitefield a couple of weeks do you think that's going to affect our mindset a bit Paul no not at all I don't think so not you know we, we should have won at their place I mean that was a tight game and 
game, I thought the game at Ultimate in the league was a frustrating one. I mean, if we have took our chances there, really, I think we them too, sort of interception tries, really, what they we should have scored from our mistake. So, I don't think so, Robbie. See, it's totally different. It's a cup game. You know, um, you've just got to be switched on. It's one of those where, you know, whoever wants it the most is, is going to take this game. Whoever, whoever comes into the game, don't make the least bit his mistakes. If you keep your mistakes to a minimum, complete your sets and just, just manage this game, you'll win this game. Yeah, I think, obviously, Mark, you know, cup, challenge cup, is, is a big thing for us fans. You know, we, we kind of, we're going to build the pressure on, on, on the players to, to turn up and perform. Hopefully, you know, we're going to be second in the league at the moment. You know, find that bit of uh, momentum again. Find the confidence again. Beat Wakefield. It's all on. Well, yeah, we're never going to have a better chance, are we? Uh, you know, there's some clubs who are going to be able to prioritise the Challenge Cup in some ways. I mean, we've secured our top eight now. Um, you know, worst case scenario, we, we, we sort of finish eighth. But you look at a lot of the other teams; they've really got a lot of work to do, especially especially your big clubs. So, can they afford to focus on the Challenge Cup as much as we can? You know, we're, we're in the in the box seat in a, in a pretty big way, and uh, I'd really like to see us make you pay this time. Yeah, who do we look out for, Paul? Is that is Wakefield danger man? Well, I think your halfbacks, Liam Finn. I thought he was good when we played him a few weeks ago. But they've also got a lot of pace, haven't they? Out wide in the three quarters, Ben Jones, Bishop, Mason, Kate, and Brown, two ex all players we know all about. Arundel and that Bill Tupu, I think he plays in the centres. Yeah, he's a beast in that Tupu, he's having a really good year. That's right, yeah. I mean, against us, that Max Jowett played at fullback, didn't he? But the regular fullback, Scott Gritz, I think he's back in the side now, so he's a decent player. But... Yeah, but the pack as well, they've got some Andy Blunts in the pack at the Kyle Wood, the Ocker, Anthony England, Matty Ashurst. I mean, I thought he was tremendous when we played him a few weeks ago at Salford. I thought he was yeah. probably the best forward on the pitch. He plays 80 minutes, he was here, there, and everywhere. And they've got the likes of Keith Brooks, to be fair, wasn't it? He was, yeah. He's a very good player, especially running out wide. I've always liked Matty Ashurst. Yeah, and the big, they've got some big men as well in that Fafita. He's, he's a big fella, isn't he? And uh, there's a young forward called James Batchelor as well, who's quite a, quite an handy player. So they've got a squad similar to us, you know, a bit of experience in it, you know, plenty of youthful players in it. But they've got a lot of pace as well, I think. That's one thing we have to watch out for, is they're very, very quick out wide. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah. test, Mark. You know, obviously, our forwards and their forwards, big sets of forwards. You know, it's going to be a battle up front. I think whoever gets on the front foot early, you know, will be the uh, the winner in the end. Yeah, but like I say, if, I mean, I mean, if, Tom, if Tomkins and, and Flanagan come back in, it's going to really shore up our defence. But I think if, if uh, rumours are true that Johnson might have a chance of playing, I, I really think that's something that we, you know, would really boost, especially like uh, Paul's just said, you know, with, with your Mason, Kate and Brown and your Ben Jones Bishop, uh, I think Greg Johnson is more than a match for both of them. Um, it'd be nice to see him back in the squad for this game. Yeah, we'll have to see. Hopefully, uh, Ian Watts will have a fully rested squad, Paul, because obviously last game against Hull, we didn't really have that fire in our belly, did we? And, you know, if you're going to find a bit of fire in your belly, it's, it's uh, Thursday night. It certainly is, yeah. I mean, we've not had like a massive term. I remember what would it be. It'll be six days, won't it? So you've had a bit of, bit of rest and recovery time. And that's one thing you watch someone's alluding to. I mean, I don't think they've had a lot of that recently. They do. You know, obviously they can't always sort of train straight after you've got to have them a couple of days recovery so you're not getting as much practising as you'd like to but I'm expecting the attitude to be spot on on Thursday night it's a cup game and in the cup you don't get a second chance it's not like you can or you can lose that game or we can win next week in the league it's not a league game it's, it's a one-off cup tie you lose this and it's you know, it's another 12 months down, down the drain isn't it? so uh, yeah I'm expecting them to be switched on for this but at home as well hopefully um, you know, we're going to get a decent crowd behind. It's going to be a great atmosphere on Thursday. I'm really looking forward to it. I think cup games to me are always really special, I think. And, uh, you know, the Challenge Cup, great trophy. 
But just I just want another I just want another crack at a semi final because like I said I've never really got over the ninety eight one so you know, nineteen years later I'm still bitter about that so uh, have another crack at a semi final what I'll do man. Yeah, give me your score prediction, Mac. Oh, close one. Uh, 22-20. 22-20 Salford. Obviously. Good. <laughs> How about you, Paul? What was your uh, skill prediction? I just wrote mine down, but I thought you, I thought you'd read my mind then. When <laughs> you said 22, oh. no, I've got 22-12 to Salford. 22-12, and I've got my balls today, so I'm going to have to go with a guess. So we're oh. going, hopefully, Septic, <laughs> Misty <laughs> Meg. <laughs> Septic Meg. Uh, Septic Peg. I'm going to go... Salford 30, Wakefield 10. Ooh. Salford 30, Wakefield 10. Got a feeling they're going to come out of the blocks flying, build a big lead. Wakefield will come back into it and then we'll we'll finish the job. That's the plan. And then we'll be a big queues then, ready to pick up Challenge Cup tickets. Semi-final tickets, Paul. That's the, that's the plan. That's the dream, Rob, yeah. It'd oh, be great. It'd be amazing to win on uh, on Thursday night and just, yeah, just get to that semi-final because, I mean, people going about the cup finals, I always think the semi-finals would be great days. I mean, the, the one that knows that it, I guess it was at Central Park, sorry, in 97 was a great day out and obviously the Sheffield one in 98 was until the, the final whistle. The, they're exciting games, aren't they? I mean, it's pulsating at 80 minutes from Wembley. I mean, you know, you don't get a better atmosphere than that. You know, the emotions that you go through in that 80 minutes, so... Yeah, I want to experience that again, so I can't wait for Thursday. Yeah, so that was the end of another podcast, uh, Mark. Enjoyed you being back on the show. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for, you know, thanks for having me on, lads. I know it's been, it's been a while, but yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Cool. Big uh, thanks for coming back on, Paul. Another great show we've put on today. Yeah, I enjoyed it, mate. Good good debate. I really enjoyed it. Nice one for going on, Mark. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Thursday. Can't wait now. My, uh, Fingers crossed all yeah, my nerves are kicking in now, but I'm, I'm sure we can do it. I think we can do it Thursday. Yeah, so don't forget, tickets are cheaper till Wednesday. So if you haven't got your ticket for the match on Thursday, get it. Get down to the AJ Bell or ring the number quick and get them snapped up because rumours as have, we've sold a few already. So you don't want to be, you know, losing out. I think, I think it was 48 in total. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just one, just one more thing on that, Rob. I forgot to mention it before. You don't have to like collect them from the, from the ground this week either. You can pay over the phone or whatever and just pick them up on the night as well from the collections uh, window. Collections window. That's what that's the thing. Little things like that, Mark. You know what I mean? You buy your ticket so you don't have to rush down to the stadium, pick it up from collections when you uh, go to the game. Absolutely. Makes it easier, doesn't it? Don't forget as well, the uh, pop-up shops uh, is going to be in Stratford Tesco, uh, Tensil 2 on Wednesday as well so you can get merchandise uh, and tickets and stuff from there so if you can't get on, down to the AJ Bell uh, get to Tesco and uh, pick up your stuff there yeah great things like the little things like that will I think make a difference hopefully for our attendances to come so that was uh, the end of the Devil in the Detail podcast I've been Rob Parkinson you can find us on Facebook Devil in the Detail SRD you can find us on Twitter at the ITD SRD and you can find us on SoundCloud iTunes and Radio Contact so thanks for listening and we'll see you next week
days a week, 24 hours a day. Live radio contact.